0: God for this opportunity to stand before you I'm excited for the word of God amen Amen. I'm excited about what God is doing so y'all got to slow me down because I'm telling you I'm excited because I believe that God in this season is calling his people and this body amen out and so a lot of times I think one thing that we kind of get when you're dealing with uh, um, religious people When we say the word deliverance, they make it seem as if you know, like you have leprosy, and you don't need to come around, and as if you know something is wrong, and and we misplace the word of deliverance and 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 restoration, and 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 so we misplace it, and so we come under the, the 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 illusion of when somebody say deliverance, then as if God can't operate in your life, and you didn't. But understanding that deliverance is is a gift that God gives to all of us, it's a part of His reconciliation back unto Him, and so when we come into alignment and when god reveal a thing to us it is only befitting for us to say god deliver me oh wretched man that i am (laughs) amen i i don't have no room to hide nothing i want you know god you didn't bring me out of hell for me to sit on this side and be faking phony you know what i mean so i want to make sure i'm in the right house amen and so we all have things that we need god to to complete a work in us amen and so we've never come to a place of being arrived and so, don't let people push you into a corner. When we start talking about out that you did, or pride calls you to, to tuck your hand because you don't want people to think that you you're going through anything, or, or that the enemy, the devil, is alive. That's a trick of the enemy, amen. And so, understanding that you're in the right house, in the right place, as God is dealing with, He's bringing us out, out whatever that out may be. And so, you know, a quick acronym that popped in my head was over, under, or through. However, God, you do it over some things. God, you got to bring me over some things. God, you may have to bring me under some things or God, you may have to bring me through some things. But whatever you may do, God, I need you to bring me. Oh, I want to make sure I'm in the right house. I need you to bring me out, 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 out. You know, we don't we don't have time to, you know, play church because there's a world that's dying out there and waiting for you to come out. And so one of the snares of the enemy that he often trying try to do, the enemy tactic, amen, if you're trying to find me on the paper, you ain't going to find me right away, but I, I wrote it there. There's some room for you to write notes down, amen, so we can have a complete understanding. One of the enemy tactics that he often does, see, the enemy is the, the prince of darkness, okay? And so, and so when we're dealing with darkness, uh, darkness uh, uh, does not like light, and so The enemy's playing field is darkness. And so if I could keep anything hidden in the dark, then you're operating on the enemy's playing field. And whenever you operate on his playing field, he wins. But what happens is God said, I am the truth, the way and the light. And so in other words, when Jesus show up, darkness has to flee. Because light and darkness can't exist in the same place. And so it becomes very critical for us or very crucial for us as believers that we allow the light of God to shine on every area of our lives. And if there's there's an area that's hidden, then that becomes a recipe for darkness to operate and the enemy functions in that area. Y'all with me? And so the enemy likes to deal with secret stuff. He liked, and he like for Christians, for believers to operate in secret struggles. Because if I can keep you in a place of struggling and secrecy in darkness for a long time, you won't be able to come into the full manifestation of the light of God. And so what the enemy plays on us is this. He'll say, well, they're going to judge you. You, 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 know, you know, see, this is a tactic that the enemy uses. They're going to judge you and they're going to look at you different. And, but but the, the truth be told, the, Jesus, when he showed up on the scene, he said, they that are well are not in need of a physician. In other words, if you already got it together, I, I'm not sent to you. <laughs> but I'm convinced that we all got things that we need God to bring out. Out of our lives, whatever it may be, whether it's an a inward thing, whether it's a relational thing, when it comes to dealing with your marriage or if it's dealing with your mind, if it's dealing with your children, if it's dealing with your finances, if it's dealing with your self-esteem, if it's dealing with your past, past traumatic experiences, whatever it may be in your life, God said, I want it out. Yeah. And so if you write something down from a definition, as we talked about Egypt I think one thing that needs to be pointed out when we're dealing with that is anything that is in your life that is not, mess- uh, that, that is not manifesting God's glory, it could be p- potential grounds for Egypt. Let me, let me explain that to you a little bit more in depth. And so what I mean by that is, let's say, for instance, we, we asking God for a breakthrough in our finance. Okay. But you ain't giving your tithes. And so what happens is that becomes ground for your for your blessing to be stuck and limited in Egypt. Another example would be if God said, listen, I've called you. Out, I, 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 I've called you out to help other people uh, that have been through similar situations that you've been through. But you have you're harboring unforgiveness in your heart. So then that part of your life is stuck in a place of Egypt and it can't really bring forth the full manifestation of God's glory. And so this become grounds where the enemy can operate in and it's a, it's a, it's a form of bondage. Is that making sense? And so I need us to understand that. So a quick backdrop as we get ready to turn to Exodus chapter uh, one. Last week, we talked about the mantle that's on this house. And so one of the things we mentioned about the mantle that's on this out, there's a leadership mantle. For those that don't know what the word mantle is, it is a, uh, the, the Bible mentions it, some places it's a cloak, in other words, a covering. Uh, when we mention it in this particular text, it's a grace that God has given you and with that mantle comes a level of authority and so kings oftentimes when they put on their robe they put on a mantle upon them it represents their their authority and so for us no understanding what the the mantle is upon this body one of the mantles then we understand how we should function and whenever you call to leadership leadership is only good as the people that follows Okay, and so it's it's important that we understand that. And so, another mantle, I want you to write this down, it's not on your paper. Another mantle that this house has is the mantle of restoration. A mantle of restoration. Okay, now, what what do I mean by that? You say, what do you mean by that, Elder Walt? So, this house has a grace. where people are able to come in that may have been ministers or served in. They have a grace to be able to come in here and, and, and God have them sit down for a season to restore some things. Right. Not only just on, 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 on clergy, but people as you if you kind of kind of take an inventory of the people that have been in in the place of have been in for a season or out for a season. God will allow them to be graced in this place to be completely restored. And not only that, God has given a grace to restore families. And so as people come into the house and and and, and, and you're uh, uh or may have some 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 family issues God has graced this house in order to be able to bring a full deliverance to the families amen and so you need to understand that because those are, those are are, are, are are a lot of times you are assigned to help in assisting with these things and then you may say well i I, I mean my family may have not Things didn't turn out the way I thought it should with my family or something of that nature. But the thing that you went through is valuable to help to impart in other people. Does that make sense? Okay, now, so that's, a, that's another mantle. All right, now, we also talked last week about, I gave the example about the hook. Y'all remember the hook? And so for those that were not here, the hook is symbolic of uh, what God has showed me was there was a hook. And then many times when you're dealing with fishing, uh, the enemy puts a bait around the hook in order to get you to bite the bait. And really the hook is designed to the bait is designed to disguise the hook. And what the hook does is, a, uh, is, is, is to get a hole or whatever it is that bites on it and keeps it. And so what happens in your spiritual walk, you continue, you try to get away from it. But the enemy, every time you get tired, the enemy reels you in. And so that's the tactics of a fisherman that he'll cont- consistently reeling you in and out. And you find yourself in and out and in and out. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. You know, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Y'all remember that commercial? And so, and so you have all this because there's hooks where the enemy has gained access to your life. And God said, no, no longer shall that be the case in your life. As a matter of fact, when I went back and did more studying in relation to fishing is this. In order for the fish to break free from the hook, the fish has to run. And there's a running that takes place with the fish that causes it to run away where the, where the fishing line loses its ability. And then at some point it has to break. And so, so, so how does that apply to you is that God said in this season, I'm causing there to be a new run in your life, that the things that you used to be caught back and forth when it seems like God said, no, I'm calling you to run. And as you chase after me, you will get to a point where that place breaks. Does that make sense? That should be good news to you because if you've been in a, you've been caught up in a snare and it seems like you've been going back and forth and up and down, or your relationships have been going back and forth, and, and there seems to be instability in your life, God said, "No. When you chase after me, it's going to get to a point where you continue to chase after me. That place has got to break off of your life. So you should be excited because God is breaking some things off of your life. So no longer can the enemy keep pulling you back and forth. And one of his tactics is he wait till you're tired." And a lot of time, when we get tired, we compromise. That's the truth. That's the truth. When, when you're tired, you just, I, I don't even care no more. Your guards go down. You, you start biting on anything. You, you, you know, when you're tired, when you're sick of tired, I, I, I'm, I, I'm tired of this child. They could do whatever they want to do. You put your guard down, and that's what the enemy does. He said, okay, now I got you. But God said, no, 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 I'm going to put a new run in your step, even in this season of your life, that when you call, do you chase after me, that line has to break off your life. Amen. Come on, guess, give God praise for that. Come on now. All right. Now. All right. Now I'm ready to dive in as we talked about that. So we talked about mantle. We talked about the hook. Now I want to go back and revisit Exodus chapter one. I'm going to start at verse eight. OK, and 14. Now, did y'all do y'all assignment? Did everybody go back and read? Okay, so I'm going to ask you, I'm not trying to really put you on the spot, but I want to ask you some of the things that you got out of it because I believe that God is even speaking now when he's talking about coming out, okay? Now, Exodus chapter 1, verse 8 through 14. Are there any questions before I get to go in deeper? Any comments? All right, Dick, I'm going to need you all to get a microphone because the people are going to want to speak. I-, I can feel it. All right, here we go. And so it says, Now there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And my wife gave me a, a wonderful insight. Joseph's name actually means what? Favor? And so there was a new king that rose up, a new system that rose up that did not know the favor that was on your life. So I'm going to make this apply to you because you know we can just read the word and it can just seem like it's a wonderful story, but God said it's applied to you. And so there's times in your life where it seems like uh, uh, that the, 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 you can get a new, a new boss and didn't realize how valuable you were to the job or the, I say mission, because I'm military. And so, and then they'll treat you really bad because they didn't know your worth. And so there's a king that rises up that, that treats you like, you like, wait a minute, you don't know I'm favored? You, you don't know that that, that I, I'm value added to your team? And, and so, you know, you have these type of systems that rise up in your life. Is there anybody that's dealt with that on their job where you you like, well, what, what, why are you after me? Because I'm I'm the one that's here to help you and you trying to hurt me. And so this 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 king didn't realize that these people here were helping that kingdom to flourish. And so when, when the king didn't recognize that, he began to abuse that situation. OK, now. And he said and he said unto the people, behold, the people, the children of Israel are more mightier than we. And so this this Egypt or this Pharaoh saw the greatness of the people of God. And in verse 10, he said, Come on, let us deal wisely with them. Say wisely. wisely. Unless they multiply. In other words, unless they grow. And so he says, And it comes to pass that when there falleth out of war, in other words, when a war breaks out or there's something that rises up, they join our enemy and they beat us. I'm paraphrasing here. And so let's set, so get them up out of the land. In other words, get them out of this place where they understand their greatness. And so this becomes a tactic of the enemy. If the enemy can ever get you to subscribe to his plan and not realize your greatness, he's halfway already won. And that's why it becomes important that we find our identity in the word of God. Because if we're not careful, we identify ourselves by the environment in which we're associated with. And then many times, if we're around a lot of people in that environment, then we'll start, uh, 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 the the environment starts impacting us versus us impacting the environment. And so the enemy knows that you are great. He saw that you were great. And so, but what he did was he set a plan in place in order to restrict you. So if you can think of whatever it is, a stronghold that the enemy seems to always have a snare in your life. You can, you'll realize that there was always a system that was built around this stronghold. I know I ain't going to get too many amens here, but I'm telling you, listen. And so the system that is built around the stronghold, in other words, they become triggers. So an example of that is if you were as a young kid rejected by a father or mother dealing with the spirit of rejection, what happened is, because it happened at such a young age, you didn't have the wherewithal to really understand the totality of the situation. And so you develop a set of emotions or feelings or walls or behaviors in order to protect yourself. And so later on, you grow up and then you try to connect yourself in a marriage or something. But you're dealing with these walls because there were systems that were set in place to keep you restricted for you to you have an issue with trusting folks. I don't know who I'm talking to in here, but I'm telling you, there, there, there become barriers where you're dealing with when God is saying, I'm trying to call you out. But you never really address why there are barriers in your life, because I dealt with rejection back then. And, and back then, I assigned an emotion and a behavior to that, that, that traumatic experience that I went through. And so I find myself in life as I'm trying to move forward, dealing with trust issues. I, I don't really like you close to me because I don't know your angle. Or, or 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 the person or the person that did harm to you had a bald head. And so every time there's somebody with a bald head comes around you, it triggers something in your life. And then all of a sudden you find yourself being mad because that guy he did me wrong and you remind me of that guy. And so now there's a stronghold, there's a hook in your life, and the enemy can continue to pull you in and out because there's an association. And so he set systems in place. And strangely enough, actually wisely enough, he does it when you're young. So a lot of strongholds that we deal with, even as we walk out this Christian walk, if we trace it back, we can trace it back to an event that happened when we were very young. That's why I tell the young people, you got to be very careful on how you deal with situation, because if something impact you at a young age, you will grow up with this behavior and you will begin to associate yourself with it. This, 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 uh, how can I say it? this, this, this twisted type of behavior. Dysfunctional, excellent. This dysfunctional type behavior. And so, what happens is you'll de, develop a dysfunctional type of emotional response to this situation. And so, now you have a system that's in place to keep you restricted. That's what Pharaoh said. I see greatness in them. I need to get them when they're young. And not only that, I need to establish systems triggers and so certain triggers cause you to go off to to stay in egypt right. if i if I be so triggers is when well, 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 i'm at home by myself and i'm single and, and 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 the devil know my i'm gonna say god know my heart and 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 and, and you know he he called me and he he just want to come over and watch a movie because you know we cool We cool. And so and so triggers is, you know, the trigger is really I'm lonely. But the system is there's a phone number assigned to a guy that you attracted to that now is a snare that the enemy is a bait that the enemy is trying to use. And now I got I can get you tied in. And before you know it, you're like, how did I get caught up in this? It's a system. And so what God wants to reveal to us tonight that I need you to understand the system in which the enemy try to put around you. It could be in your marriage. I'm going to give you an example. So me and my wife, when we were early on, when we first got married, uh, we had a problem with finances. And so whenever it was time for us to sit down and talk about finances, there was a fight. Because there was systems tied to. There was things that happened in the past, past relationships. And so we could never get beyond because and the enemy wanted to keep our finances bound up. So we would fight whenever it was time. And so I'm like, why are we fighting? There were trust issues, dealing with budgets, right? You remember that, baby? Like the devil is alive. And so what it was was a restriction that the enemy set in place that we may not flourish. But it was only through the revealing of the Holy Ghost that we said, wait a minute. There was something that happened even before we got together that is, that is impacting our now. So I don't know what it is in your life that's impacting you now, but God said, that moment, that moment, that moment that caused you to put up the wall, that moment, that moment where the person touched you and they didn't post to touch you. And so now you're dealing with a spirit of, what is it, God? Help me, Holy on. Where you're dealing with a spirit of just giving yourself to anybody. Where you have a lack of self-worth where you lost your value on who you are because of system. Y'all with me? And so this is what the enemy tells. They make a plan over here. Okay? Now let's go, let's go a little deeper. And, but in verse 12, so we're in 1st uh, chapter 1, verse 12. And, but this is what, 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 how awesome God is. The, the verse says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. In other words, the more the enemy did what he did to impact your life, the more God continued to still bless you. So the more and more that it seemed like the enemy was winning, he thought he had you, but but but, but it, was, it was only by the grace of God that you're here today. And God said, I'm still trying to Bless you. I'm still trying to cause you to multiply and be fruitful. Despite of what system has been put in place, it is not enough to restrict the hand of God on your life. That's the reason to give God praise for that. Amen. Because you, if you really look at it, you say, God, it, it should have took me out. But somehow, by your grace, I was able to make it through despite the system. You remember I told you last week the economic system. I'm looking in this room and there's many people that didn't supposed to make it out. As a matter of fact, friends, family, co-workers, uh, 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 brothers, sisters, uncles, aunties, they didn't make it out. But it was by the grace of God that God set the system. I allowed you, even if you were subjected to the system, that there was still room for you to, I was still allowing you to grow. Oh, isn't, oh my God. Now, but this is what, I'm glad y'all didn't shout too much because I'm going to tell you, this is one of the plans that the enemy has too. Because the enemy says it's fine if I get you you can get the church but I don't need the church to get in you and so in other words the enemy set sisters in place where you to have a little bit of growth but you still in Egypt you still ain't to your full potential in what God has for you and so a lot of times we get comfortable in Egypt because we, we, we are we doing we doing okay we 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 we. I mean, we we doing my, well. My my marriage is okay. Really, he ain't really in the club. But we fight We we still ain't unified. But so I'm satisfied. You ought to be thankful, girl. He ain't in the club. And so you settle for this type of mentality. You said no. God said no. I I called that to be a ministry to being brought forth. And so I don't want to be satisfied with just a little bit of being fruitful. God said no. I didn't call you to that. I didn't bring you out of darkness for that to be a restriction on your life. And so you can bear a little bit of fruit, but God said, no, there's a whole vineyard that's inside of you. But if you're not careful, you'll be comfortable sitting in Egypt. Well, you know, I, I, only smoke, I only smoke once a month now versus I used to smoke once, once a day or five times a day. And so we get comfortable with, I'm in Egypt. I'm, 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 I'm making progress, but I'm still in Egypt. Y'all with me? And so that's the snare of the enemy. Now, any any question? Any comment? Man, this is good. This is I'm telling you because God says out, (laughs) over, under, or through, out, whatever. And not only for you. This is what I need you to understand. This word is not only for you. Just as Moses was called out. Matter of fact, his name meant. Write this down. Moses' name meant one who is drawn out. (laughs) one who has been drawn out. And you remember last week what we talked about as we were getting ready to close up. And I said, I'm looking around the room and I'm looking at a lot of Moses. And so Moses really was just a a, a symbol. uh, The name Moses was not really just a name. It was just, it was the event in which he was drawn out. And so I could call all y'all Moses because all y'all were drawn out. God, God, put, God spared your life because the system was designed to kill you. But God said, nope, that's no nope, Moses. No, nope, no, nope. no. And it's not a gender specific. It's all that right there. All I brought all of you out for a reason. And so here it is. The people were satisfied. Now, what I want you to do really quick. Turn to Exodus chapter two. Let's go jump in there. Any questions? So you guys see how the system is in place? But God, Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2. Am I going too fast? Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm excited because I'm telling you, I see the hand of God moving on your life. And I'm telling you, when you get this thing, uh, God is not only trying to teach you a thing, Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's... So God is not only trying to teach you a thing, God is trying to deliver. And so many times we get satisfied with a good word. And so we say that's a good word. And so a good word is only good when it transforms our life. But really, God said, I don't want you to settle for a good word. I want you to settle for a great word, a great word that is applied to your heart that will transform your life. And so, that, once again, that's one of those Egypt-type mentalities. Well, that was a good word you preached. And you have no idea when you leave here what it was or how it was applied. Y'all with me what I'm telling you? And so that's an Egypt type mentality that the enemy try to do. Well, they in the church, they in the house of the Lord, but I really can't. And so, man, that was a good word. God said, no, I, I'm not at the good word. I'm at the complete delivery. So it, it's, not, it's not even about just giving you an excellent word that sounds good with lip, and I articulate a whole lot of things and, and, and sound very educated, it's not about that. God said, I ain't got time for that. I got enough people that to are trying to, try to sound very sophisticated, but I need the word that not only will, will, will unlock you because you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free, but God said, I'm calling you to be untangled from this web for it to be broken off your life, so we're going to break some We do a good thing. We do a lot of talking about it. And so, Exodus chapter, I don't want to go there yet. And so let me tell you what happened. So the first time I I, I taught Bible study here, um, it was about prayer. It was about God releasing a sound, a, a new level of prayer being released. And when I was up here teaching, apostle was sitting right here and I was up here teaching and we were getting ready to go in. We were talking about leaders. We were talking about Peter being stuck behind a wall. And there was a church that prayed a leader out. And as we were beginning and the people of God were getting excited about prayer and devotion. And there was a lady walked in. And we was up here. I was up here teaching. And so I didn't have enough sense at that time to know what was going on. And she came right in and sat right there. Set right here. No, no, you good. You good. You good. Oh, you good. You good. You good. She sat right there. And so, you know, I kept teaching, but I, I felt something, something wasn't right. And so, you know, uh, my, my churchy side was like, you know, everybody that come in the door is good. And then, so it was only later on that apostle that God had to reveal to apostle that it was a witch because we, he asked her, hey, where you come from? You know, we got first-time friends and, and et cetera, et cetera. He said, well, where do you come from? Well, you know, I, I kind of roam the streets and, and go. who And and, 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 and my, my, my pastor is, and she could never pinpoint a place. And so whenever we talked about people coming out and going deeper than God, a witch showed up. I said, my God, how did I miss that? Because God said, we be so... You're so, you're so worried about giving a good word and not giving a God word. And so then your discernment level, you're worried about how you articulate it and whether the people are getting it or how y'all looking at me. But I said, no, 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 never again would that ever happen on my watch because the devil is alive. Whenever that witch walk in, I, I, I declare and decree that we all have another level of discernment where we can see this spirit and not just up here in the pulpit, but even the, hallelujah, the lay people that are here that can pick up on this thing that we understand that there's witches and warlock that walk down that are trying to restrict you to keep you in Egypt. But how many people know that what God has for us is for us. And no devil in hell can stop it. Go ahead, D. I
1: want to share a quick live story. Last year, many of you all know Apostle King. He's an apostle from Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he was here for United for a Purpose last year. And I was kind of escorting him around. And we was talking about this story that happened in Detroit, Michigan, where they had this lady who was homeless for years and she would go around asking for money, and she would get the money. So this lady died a few years later, and this gentleman who used to see her, they they knew she lived in this abandoned building. So they went in just to see what was going on, and she had collected over a million dollars. So she had the mindset to go out and beg for money, but she didn't have the mindset to to, to get to a place where she could live, like he's saying about Egypt, because she had got so comfortable where she was at for years. and, And I was thinking, I said, how could you have the mind to ask for the money, get it, but not know what to do with it, because they found out that she had been homeless all of her life as a child. So she had got settled into that. So what Pastor Walden is teaching is we can get settled and be comfortable and have a way out. Have a, God is trying to give us something, but we get so comfortable. So I just want to share that. That, that, is, that is so amazing how you can get stuck in Egypt. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. And so that and many times, you know, it seems like rather extreme, but that, that very well could be the case in our life. Where where God said, listen, I've called you out, I've drawn you out of hard places, I've drawn you out, and it seems like you've gotten this place, and you've stuck, though, because there's a cycle of things that are happening in your life. And God said, no, I want to reveal it to you, because it's not only to bring you out, I've not only brought you out uh, uh, to to be my witness, but I brought you out completely that you may have an abundant life. Another thing that we have to be very careful about when we're dealing with this out, when you've been subjected to an environment so long, you will take on the personality of that environment and you'll start saying things like, I was born like that. This is how God made me. And so you'll start settling for that type of environment and then you'll, 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 you'll settle for, for, for well, well God, God made me this way. Well, he, he very well, but you know, there's a, there's a scripture that says you must be born again. And so, and, so, and so we need to understand that when you're subjected to an environment, you will take on a mentality where you say, yep, this, I've always been that. My mom and I always had a temper like that. They, they were always hotheads. And we known to be hotheads, or we known to be fighters. And so you be careful, then you will find yourself fighting in the natural and not being effective in the spirit. God see, yeah, I made you a fighter, but I need you to fight in the spirit. And so if you're not careful, you'll say, yeah, we always like this. My dad was like this. My dad was a rolling stone. <laughs> Y'all know that song. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Come out. Come out. Okay, let's all right. I only got a few more minutes and then we're gonna we gonna we gonna stand up and we're gonna do some uh some some praying and then amen and we're gonna see what the Holy Spirit got from there. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, hey, there's a reason why you press your way. If I was you, I'd be ready to get all that God got for me. And whatever that was that it seems like, I'm like, God, I'm bringing that to the forefront because I ain't got time to worry about who's looking at me. I ain't got to worry about who, who judging me. Matter of fact, that's an Egypt mentality. God, you brought me out of this situation and you brought me to this point for a reason. To bring me out. All right, here we go. Y'all ready? And so Exodus chapter three. Uh, let's start with. verse 5. Okay, so I'll, 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 I'll read it. Okay, here we go. Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. And he said, draw not nigh hither, he's talking to Moses, this is God talking to Moses, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the, play will, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. In other words, Moses, you can't come in here any kind of way. This place that, 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 that I've gotten your attention is holy ground. And he said, moreover, I said unto He said, moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. In other words, in the topic of this is the breaking the spirit of a taskmaster. For I know their sorrows. And so here it is, God where there's his people are in a place suffering, is making preparation on the other side of a mountain, and so sometimes it can appear that God didn't hear your cry. Exodus chapter, uh, chapter three, verses seven. I was on verse seven, and it can appear that God didn't hear your cry. But if if you give up right then, you don't understand that God is preparing some things for you to bring you out, and if you get stuck. It, 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 uh, just saying God I'm crying out and you ain't heard it. God is in a preparation stage as a matter of fact all that time you've been crying God why does it seem like it's, I'm always up and down why does it seem like I can't never get a breakthrough why does it seem like I can only get so far and it seems like I'm getting pulled back God said I've heard your cry and I'm here to answer your prayer and so he tells this to Moses okay now in verse 8 and I come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egypt of the Egyptian and God said he himself have come down Y'all with me? And so this situation has got God so concerned. The situation that you're in, God said, I myself is going to come down and deliver you out of the hand of Egypt. This situation. And so uh, not nobody else, I myself am coming down. I've heard your cry and I came down from my throne of grace to come and see about you. That's why it's important that you understand that you are valuable in God's eyes. God said, I'll come down myself. Your cry got my attention where I had to get up for my for my eternity to come down to where you at. My God, that's the reason to get excited. I'm telling you now. And so and he said, I come now to deliver you out of the hand, to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian and to bring them up out of that land. Say that environment (laughs) or to a good land in a large or to. A land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, they were able to grow, but God said, I got milk and honey for you, baby. And so if you just settle for just a simple fruit, God said, I got milk and honey. (sighs) In your emotions, in your relationship, in your thinking, I got milk and honey for you. In your finances, in your health, in your marriage, in your children, that's milk and honey for you. You don't have to settle for uh, just a few mere fruit. God said, I got milk and I got abundance for you. And I've come now to deliver you. And he says also, until the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezerites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And so all the sites, God's got some place for you. Amen. It's places we can't even name. All right. Now. In verse nine. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen their oppression wherewith the Egyptian oppressed them. In other words, I seen the system. Now up to this point, Moses is good because God said, I came down (laughs) and God said, I came down to deliver them. And Moses is like, just like if it was me, this is what I've been. Yep, God, they need deliverance. Yeah, they, they, they messed up. Uh, God, I'm so glad we've been praying for you. God, we really need you to deliver over there. Isn't that many of our prayer? God, we really need you to go deliver. God, we really need you to go and make a way out of nowhere over there. They need you over there. And Moses was good with that point. Until God said, I'm going to use you. <sighs> And so many times we're good with God saying, I'm going to deliver them over there. And God, yep, they need it. I'm telling you, they really need you, Jesus, because they're going to bust hell wide open and we'll judge and we'll be a church pointing finger at folks. And God said, yep, I come down personally to deliver them. But I really came down in you because I want to use you to be my mouthpiece in the earth to deliver them. Oh, you need to understand and so it becomes very important that God said I'm not only in the business of bringing you out I brought you out because you being brought out is a qualification for me to send you now and so that's why we can't get stuck in our situation because like we said last week there's a world that's dying out there because as long as you stay on the backside over there with Midian there's a lot of people that are dying and we praying and God said that was never my blueprint for you to be praying over here and for you not to go over there as an excuse to stay where you at God said that was never my design for it to be as a matter of fact I called you as a sent one and so I need to make this plain to you so I can bring it in. And so this is the thing. So uh, uh, last summer, apostle was ordained apostle. Yes. And so what happens when there's an apostle? An apostle is one that is sent. One that has the authority to pluck up, to plant, to root out, uh, to establish, uh, to build, and, 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 and to nurture. And so when you fall upon an a apostolic anointing, that, be, that, that now brings you to an alignment with there's a call to be sent. I mean, there's a greater grace. There's a greater urgency on your life where we can't be comfortable sitting in Midian and just kind of licking our wounds. But God said, no, I didn't ordain him just to be apostle. And we'd have him apostle. It's a, a church mandate. It's a charge to us all to come out. And if you look at Moses, <laughs> the, the challenge that Moses struggled with was I know there was a need, but you do it, God. Don't use me. And then you see it laid out in the scriptures where Moses began to lay down all of his issues. You know, we do it. Before I got up here, I I had issues. I didn't like speaking in front of folks. Uh, or, or your your face expression would, would, would prohibit me from being able to minister effectively and I'll look at your faith and, and I'll let your, your your jingling or your keys drive me where God said no, 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 I need these people to be delivered and you worried about whether or not they're in a hurry God said I didn't call you to do so and so I'll start making excuses where God they didn't want to listen and they didn't want to do this or oh God I can't do this, I can't do this. I don't have it all together as a matter of fact the people that you sending me to help, I hurt them and they don't even want to receive me me. oh my god can i make it plain to you and so a lot of times god said those people are your people yes. <laughs> you know that family Amen. you know you know the family that that don't listen to you And matter of fact they they's like you think you better than all of us yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you, and you're like why am i the only one saved god why why they don't even want to listen to me matter of fact I try to help them and they turned their back on me every time I try to loan them some money I thought my helping was really helping but what happens when your help don't help right. Right. and it don't change that situation I said no there's another approach I got to give you and when I completely bring you out yeah. hit me, Holy Ghost, when I can com- you are completely brought out You don't care what it looks like. It don't matter what the devil said. It don't matter what system is in place. As a matter of fact, God allowed you to see the system. Ask Moses. He was brought up in the... Oh my God, I'm about to shout with this thing. Because he allowed Moses to see the system. And a lot of you, God is allowing you to see the system. Not to be condemned by the system, but use it as a repellent. So let me, let me tell you that. Let me share this. We got to get ready to go. I got, I got two minutes. We got to pray. I'm excited. Hallelujah. Because I see God breaking through like a new day in this place. And so, and so, and so I, God showed me a slingshot. Okay. God showed me a slingshot. And so when he showed me the slingshot, what he showed me was, he said, tell my people that for many of you, it seems like you have been pulled back and it seemed like you had went back. And you're like, how did I? I thought I was a lot further, but it seemed like you were pulled back. And in many cases, it was the case. And God said, yep, I needed to pull you back because you had gotten ahead of me. And so I need to pull you back. So I need to pull you back to praying. I need to pull you back to seeking my face. I need you to, I need to pull you back to sharing my word with those. I need to pull you back to enjoying being in my presence. I need you to pull, I need to pull you back to loving me again. I need to pull you back. And so God said, I need to pull you back. I need, I need to pull you back because if I don't pull you back, you're not going to be effective. And we fight against the pulling back. Ah, And so God said, I want to pull you back. But when you're dealing with a slingshot, Thank you, David. When you're dealing with a slingshot, there seemed like a lot of pressure around you. And it seemed like you're taking a step back. But God said, no, it was not a step back to hold you back. It was a launching platform. And so for many of you, God said, I'm causing there to be a launching, even in this season of your life where it seemed like you pull back. But when you submit yourself unto me, according to my word, when you submit yourself and humble yourself, and hallelujah, God said, I'm using it as a launching platform to launch you further. As a matter of fact, the further they pull you back, the further you are. The further you would go hallelujah and so when it seemed like you have may have been in a low state it seemed like you may have been pulled back but god said that was not the case yes. because when i release you yes. as a matter of fact thank you holy ghost when, when when you when you put the slingshot in the hand of david when david pulled it back david said this slingshot is an effective weapon to kill the giant You know, the giant that has been threatening your house, that's been threatening your land, that's been threatening, that has been sending wolf tickets to you, to your children, to your marriage, to your finances. God said, I'm using this time to pull you back so that you can be affected to knock the devil out. God said, I'm launching you. We're standing all over the building. I'm right at zero. God said, I'm launching you but you can't be lunch with a spirit of pride hear what I'm telling you people of God God said I want to get you back to a place where a title or what, what people look like what, the way people look at you don't even matter no more you're like man I don't even care what you think I, I don't, I don't, it, don't even, it doesn't mean that I don't love you but I don't care what you think As for me and my, I got to get to God. And I don't have time to play church. That's too much on the line. As a matter of fact, there's a whole nation that's dying, that's waiting for us, the church, to come out of the hands of God, to be launched, to go in and destroy the giants in the land. So no more Wednesday night. We coming in. Y'all, well, we just we just hit a good a good word. The devil is alive. We on a witch hunt. We after the devil. As a matter of fact, God said I'm changing the plan. We moving from a defensive posture to an offensive strike. And if you know anything about offensive strike, you, you, you don't sit back in a fort and wait for something to happen. You go in and tell the enemy's camp. As a matter of fact, God David asked God, shall I pursue? He said, you shall pursue. And not only shall you pursue, but you shall recover it all. I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but God said, if you pursue, you shall recover all. Come on, give God praise in this place. We ain't got to wait till a revival. The revival is is now you mess around and be waiting you waiting until April to come and God said I'm the God of now Thank you, Jesus. As a matter of fact, I heard God saying when I was in prayer, God said, just as it's so, that there's a season of unusual seasons where there's summertime in the winter, and we it's odd. God said, I'm causing it to be so even in your life, where there seems to be where there's supposed to be a winter season in your life. God said, I'm causing there to be breaks of sun sign an unusual season in your life, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. How did you lift your hand up and receive it? God said, I'm calling it unusual, where there's, there's a freeze on the job. There's a freeze on the job, and the Yet they still hire you. Where that where seemed to be a, uh, uh, where that seemed like your, your marriage has been in a winter season. God said, No, 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 no. I'm calling that to be a new daybreak to take place. Where it seems like your child has been rebelling and been running out. Yes. God said, No, no, no. I'm calling that to be a daybreak. As a matter of fact, the taskmaster is causing them to be in before my presence. That heart place that they're in, that you've been praying for them to get out. God said, I'm using that as a platform to draw me down to your situation and I only do that I'm here to, to deliver God said I'm not a God that just show up I come to deliver Ha, ah, Jesus we praying come on people of God let's pray let's pray this is a time to pray in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus we bless your holy name oh God we thank you right now oh God for you are worthy you're worthy of all the honor you're worthy of all the glory you're worthy of all the praise we set our lips to give you glory in this place oh God as we sung early on God that you are a great God that there's nothing too impossible for you and so God we praise your name oh God for you are the God that is alpha and omega are. God that come that we may have life uh, and have it more abundantly. We thank you that you didn't bring us out of this situation uh, to cause us to be stuck in an Egypt state, uh, but we thank you that by your hand, by your right hand, uh, you shall bring us out in the name of Jesus. Uh, we thank you that even now, O oh God, uh, as we pronounce judgment on the works of darkness even now, uh, in the name of Jesus. Send your oh hallelujah, God, your judging spirit, oh God, upon the works of darkness. Uh, every system that has been in place to entangle us, uh, to entangle our family, uh, to entangle our mind, we kind of our alignment with the works of darkness uh, in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, we bind every stronghold in the name of every stronghold of hallelujah, of rejection, uh, every stronghold of rebellion, uh, every stronghold of uh, spirits of the past, uh, every every, hallelujah, every uh, uh, carnal mind, uh, we bind it in the name of Jesus uh, and we loose the power of the Holy Ghost uh, in the name of Jesus. We pray for the fire uh, and the passion of your spirit uh, to break forth in this place uh, in the name of Jesus. uh, We cry out just as the children of Egypt hallelujah the children of Israel cried out and we declare that your presence is resting in this place that you've come down oh God to deliver us your people in the name of Jesus and oh God we thank you right now for taking the time to pull us back oh God into a place then allow us to get in front of you but we thank you for the pulling back time for we recognize that this time is a launching platform in the Name of Jesus, and so we give you permission as your all knowing God that you know the right amount of pressure to put on us to be used as launching pads. And so we take authority over the atmosphere, we break every religious spirit every spirit of tradition that would cause us stuck to wander, every old mindset, every emotional instability, we break it in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of perversion and lust, every spirit of hallelujah, God, compromise, we break it in the name of Jesus. And God, we declare and decree. we take charge of the atmosphere, that God, we declare that you reign, and that your blood, oh God, oh God, not only work, but your blood, your blood breaks in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold in our lives, in the name of Jesus. Come on, people of God, I I need you to cry out right there. Huh? Come on and cry out right there. You ain't got time to look who's on your left or right. God said, I need you to cry out. We even break the spirit of that environment that would cause you to be comfortable in that place. We break it now. We declare the decree, oh God, that there's a great stirring. Let your presence, oh God, drive us out in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we drive out every spirit of deceit, every spirit of pride that would cause us to sit in that place. We break it now by the power of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. And we declare. That we should never be the same. That we're not seeking a good word. We repent what we have been rebellious. We repent, oh God, when we allow bitterness to harbor in our heart. We repent, oh God, when we allow ourselves to be stubborn. We repent when we allow excuses to keep us on the mountain when you told us to go back. We repent, oh God, when we allow ourselves to get in the way, oh God. We repent, oh God, when we allow our issues to be an excuse for us to sit and not go. But God, in this season, we speak your word over everyone. Hallelujah. In this place, under the sound of my voice and everybody that's counted in this ministry, that's tied to this ministry. Uh, that has a ghost spirit uh, a run spirit oh God uh, that we're chasing after you uh, like never before I unlock their thirst buds you said blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness we break the spirit oh God that will cause our thirst to be desired in the things of the world and we speak, O oh God, that we desire know you that there's a new fire burning. As a matter of fact, just as you identified Moses by fire, let there be a great identification of fire in our life, oh God, by your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Oh God, that it get our attention, that will cause us not to wander around, but be sure-footed, O oh God. And so we praise your name. We give you honor. And we thank you that you're breaking the spirit of the taskmaster. Every system that's been assigned to our lives, we call it severed in the name of Jesus. Every system that's been assigned to our bloodline, we call it severed in the name of Jesus. And we declare that we're coming out, that you called us out, oh God. And that you yourself have delivered us. And so we activate our faith to believe. We come out of alignment with the works of darkness. When we believe the cycle more than we believe the promise. But we redirect our faith to believe you, O oh God. We'll believe again. I hear your Holy Spirit. I hear the Spirit of the Lord says some of you have been in a cycle so long you lost your faith and hope to believe. As a matter of fact, you got comfortable and say, listen, this is the only thing that it could be in my life, and you settled, but God said, no, not so. As a matter of fact, I'm giving new birth to your faith, for I'm the author and the finisher of your faith that calls you to hope and believe again. Oh, God, God said, trust me again. As a matter of fact, I pray right now for the tenacity, just as the woman that had the issue of blood, that had a pressing in her spirit. I pray for a press to believe beyond. Hallelujah, the environment, those people, the naysayers. Oh, God, the systems. And God, we touch your hymn and we thank it as a result of a touching of your hymn, that virtue is being released now in the name of Jesus. And so we praise your name. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah. As we get ready to hallelujah, we're not going to, as we get ready to wrap it up. What I want to do though, if you say, listen, I need prayer. I know it's unusual. And I'm going to tell you how God, God used to use an unusual time to produce an unusual blessing. Just like I mentioned with the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't supposed to touch Jesus' hymn. But it was an unusual time. But in an unusual time, God put an unusual blessing upon her. And so I opened up the altar even now. If you gotta go, you can leave. God bless you. I'm not gonna judge you. Amen. If you gotta, and I understand, but I know that there are some people that say, God, I need a breakthrough, and if I go another day without having you in my life, I'll lose my mind. As a matter of fact, that's the snare of the enemy, but God said, not so. I've heard your cry by way of the taskmaster. This situation draw my attention, and I've come down personally to deliver you out of the hands of Egypt uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, so the altar is open. You can lay before the altar in the name of Jesus. Like I I said before, you're in the right place baby, we're cheering for your breakthrough whether it's with you, your marriage your children, hallelujah uh, uh, spirits of the past by way of rejection, in the name of Jesus come, come come, come, come like I said, if you gotta leave, I understand I'm not judging you, God knows your heart, amen, I understand but I believe that God said tonight is a night of your breakthrough for those that need it hallelujah Come, 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 come. We break the spirit of pride. We break it in the name of Jesus. God said, I'm calling you out. Out, over, under, through, out, over, under, through, out, over, under, through, out, over, Over, under, through, out. No matter what it is, God said, I'm calling it. I'm calling you out. And no one is too low or no one is too high where my hand can't reach. And so God, we give you glory. God said, I need you to cry out from your lips in the name of Jesus. God said, cry out from your lips. He said he heard the cry of the people. Your cry got God's attention. And so God, we praise your name right now that God, you see fit to call me out, that you didn't allow me to be, to be killed in Egypt. And so we break that mentality off our lives. I hear your Holy Ghost. We even erase right now, even Amen. traumatic experiences from children. Things that happened to you while you were a child that has reciprocated itself even now in your future. God said, I break it off of your life. Every spirit that has been sent from the pits of hell, we counsel it by the blood of Jesus. We declare release even now in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, I take authority over the atmosphere. I call you out, devil, in the name of Jesus. Uh, you have no more reign and rule in their life. We break the cycle off of the lives of the people in the name of Jesus. Uh, we call it in to come out now. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Come on, people of God, hallelujah. If you're a believer, I need your praying.